welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton, and today we're reviewing the films How to Train Your Dragon 2, Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure, Godzilla, and reviewing the book A Bucket of Blessing. So right now we're speaking with Kayla, Kendall, and Haley about How to Train Your Dragon 2. Thank you for joining us today. I hope everyone is doing great. So, Haley, can you please tell us about the storyline of How to Train Your Dragon 2? Well, the plot of the story begins when Hiccup and Toothless go on a journey in exploring and they find this huge ice explosion. They meet some really unfriendly dragon trappers that say this guy named Drago Bloodfist wants to capture all their dragons in the village so he can achieve world domination. Obviously, Hiccup doesn't want that to happen. He wants to make peace with the land instead. Wow, I, I have seen this film, and for me, watching films is, I feel like I always watch them out of order, because I have, like, seen, I've seen, like, Riddick 3, and then two months later, I see Riddick, and I have, I have not, I have yet to see How to Train Your Dragon, the first one, so this is, this is very new to me. So, how do you think, Kayla, how do you think the, the writers did the sequel, because I can only ask you. I thought the writers did an amazing job with the sequel because the second one is relates to the first one, but it brings a whole new adventure to it. And what do you like most about the second one? What I like most about the second one is that Hiccup gets to finally meet his mom because he, he grew up all his life without his mom, so finally he gets to reunite with his mom and find out all about her. Yeah, I mean, he spent 20 years thinking he never, like, he never met his mom, and he, he never, he never talked to her, and then, and he thought she, she was dead, and then now it's like, oh my gosh, my mom's alive. I mean, it's a lot of soak in, so they do a very good job of, of displaying how he recognized that his mother's still alive, and he accepted it. So I, I think that would be close to my favorite part as well. And Kendall, how about the voice actors? I thought the voice actors, like always, were phenomenal. Um, they were awesome because they were able to express their feelings and they were just able to relate to their character and they were just awesome. Great. Like, they, I was also it was just blown away. <laughs> which is which is very important because I mean, Jay Bouchelle does Hiccup and Kate Blanchett is Valka and. I mean, they had very, very good chemistry. I, I thought that it, like, they connected very well because I saw a snippet of the first one because I watched it with my class. I watched part of it with my class, and like the transition from, from Hiccup being uh, this young teenage boy to being a twenty year old is very, it's very, it's very smooth transition. So, th so talking about visuals, Kayla, how about the cinematography and animation? I thought it was wonderful because. Because it, the 3D was amazing, because we saw it in 3D, and so it felt like we were actually in the moment and in the battle when they were when you Hiccup was going against a villain named Drago. So I felt like I was in the moment. Yeah, the battle scenes were. I mean, I'm not saying they were like extremely intense. And <clears throat> no little kid can watch it, but they were very intense. They were very powerful, and I liked how. I mean, with the 3D, I also saw it in 3D. So I, I do understand when you say you connected because I connected also it's like I'm there with you but I'm not getting hurt so that's a plus <laughs> so Haley how about the humor and comedy because this film was very funny I love the comedy the comedy actually made the film alive and it was so funny there was this one time Roughnut was riding and these two other guys caught her and then there's this huge picture and then two of them were like looking funny and they saw um they saw this I forgot what it was but 
Yeah, totally understand you. <laughs> We're, like, on the same mindset, so I totally understand what you're saying. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films How to Train Your Dragon 2, Sophia Grace and Rose of the Royal Adventure, Godzilla, and reviewing the book A Bucket of Blessings. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kayla, Kendall, and Haley about How to Train Your Dragon 2. And we were just... We were just talking about the comedy and humor and how it was it, it I, Haley was talking about how it just made the film it made it it made it it made it come alive so how about you Kendall how about the comedy I love the comedy I was just laughing out loud and I was you should have seen me in the theater like, <laughs> I was mixed emotions like I was leaning forward in my chair I was so into it like I just had a blast just sitting there watching it yeah, I was watching it, and I thought that it would make me laugh as much as I did. And when I sat there, I was I sat I sat there cracking up. I'm just like, I didn't think it was this funny, but yeah, it's it's hilarious, and I advise everyone to go see it because it's so funny. And Kayla, how about the emotions? Because I mean, everyone is connected. Everyone has some sort of relationship with another. How about the emotions and how they are displayed? Um, the emotions and how they were displayed, it was kind of like a roller coaster. Like, they had different emotions throughout the film. Like, for example, when Hiccup finally met his mom, and then when Hiccup, um, when he defeated Drago and made peace with the world, and all the different things that he experienced, it was just amazing. Yeah, his emotions were, like, all over the place. I was like, how can you feel this one moment and feel this the next? And and he went through a lot, though. He did go through a lot with his mom leaving and, and dragons and being a Viking and having to live up to his father's expectations. I mean, we all go through that, but just not to the same extent and not in the same setting. If I mean, we all, we all want to do what our parents want us to do. We always want to impress them, but we also have our own lives, so... I, I relate to Hiccup, and I'm sure that other people relate to him as well. Kayla, is there anything that you would like to add or take away to this film, or was it just absolutely perfect the way you thought of it? Uh, I don't think I would add or take away anything, because I just thought it was perfect just the way it is, because how it all tied together and came together at the end, it just seemed like the perfect film and the perfect sequel. Yeah, the only thing I would add is just more of it. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing I would add because it was it was great, and I was like, it's over. No, it's not. No, it can't be over. And I, I do think, I mean, I'm not sure, but I really think that they're going to make a third one because it's absolutely awesome. So, Haley, can you tell us about your favorite scene? Because I had so many favorite scenes. Haley. My my favorite scene is when, um, my favorite scene is when, um, Hiccup goes flying around and he meets his mother, but he doesn't know his mother yet because she has this huge mask around her. And yeah. He thinks that it's like a huge stranger trying to capture him. And then he falls to this giant land. And after, um, his mother reveals himself. Um, it turns out there's just like this huge moment that goes on, and but at first Hiccup doesn't believe that's her, his mother, because um, he thought his mother was dead. And then after his mother showed her personality, he knew that was her mother because he was just like her. <laughs> yeah, I, if you think about it, it's like your mom was gone for twenty years, and and you thought she was dead, and. And now when someone says, yeah, I'm your mom, it's like, it takes you a moment to, to calm down and realize that because it's like such a shock because you've grown up believing that she was dead. So I totally understand why he was like, no, you can't be my mother. But the moment, uh, the moment that you were talking about when they had that moment that they just stared at each other and just figured each other out, I thought that was such a powerful moment. And it, it, it was. So <laughs> Kendall, who was your favorite character? My favorite character was Hiccup because he was very brave and determined because he wanted to bring peace to the world just like his mom. And as the movie went along, he actually conquered his goal and he never gave up because everyone else was trying to make him stop doing it. 
and saying that's never going to work and it's never going to happen. But he proved them all wrong and he showed them all that peace can come to the world and dragons can live with people and cause no harm. Yes, peace can come to the world. (laughs) And Kayla, really quick, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film five out of five golden stars because I enjoyed it so much I would go and see it again. I would too. We can go together. (laughs) Well, Kayla, Kendall, and Haley, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about How to Train Your Dragon 2. You're You're welcome. welcome. It was a blast. It's in theaters now, so please check it out. It's awesome. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope-Beaton from Kids First, Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And right now I'm talking with Morgan on a wonderful book called A Bucket of Blessings. Are you having a wonderful morning, Morgan? Yes, I am. How are you? Are you having a wonderful morning, Keeper? I'm having a fantastic morning. Now, can you tell us a little bit about what this story is? Well, this story is about a jungle that... Um, has absolutely no water that nobody can find. And all Monkey's friends are trying to find a water, but they can't. And so Monkey then remembers how his mother told him a story about how peacocks are able to dance make rain. So he goes to search for um, water so that way peacock can be able to make it rain. Hmm. Well, that's, well, that sounds like a wonderful children's story. Now, would you say, how, how much did you enjoy this book? 
I enjoyed it very much. Um, I also enjoyed it because a lot of people out there don't have water and where some people are in nice homes where they can just turn on a faucet. Other people can't do that. And it's very, it's very cheerful. I mean, this tells them that even though you might think there's no hope, there is always probably a ray. There's always a ray. So would you say that's, that's the message of the film? Yes. And I loved how the illustrations were so amazing. Because they were awesome. I mean, looking at this book and seeing the peacock, that was actually my favorite um, illustration. Is it amazing? And also seeing how they drew all the animals was also very great, too. I'm like, this book is also amazing. Huh. So, I love it. Good. And what would you say about the characters? Like, what would you say your favorite character in this book is? Um, my favorite character is probably Monkey. Monkey. Why is yeah. that? Um... Because he's really silly. He's silly and um, brave. He's very brave to go and do the chance to find some water for the entire jungle. And he's also a hero. He's the hero in the movie. I mean, not the movie, but the book. Well, if it was a movie, he would be the hero. Yeah. Well, make it into a film. The books. I think books are kind of like films, except they're words instead of pictures. But well, there's an illustration how it's always great. Well, when you were reading this, did you just feel like you were transported to a world? That's what books are supposed to be. Yes. That's how I feel when I read this. That's what I also made it. That's what made it so amazing. And also, this was it's in Africa. I felt like I was really going in Africa into the jungle trying to find water for Monkey and his friends. Mm. That's, that's always great, set you on an adventure. Yes. new places. And, and it's, go on. And it's full of fun characters. The pictures I loved. And it's really open on the age range. And what would you say the age range is? The age range is probably from... Mm, Four and up. Four and up. And why is that? Well, because some of the words are a little bit too hard to pronounce, but it is also very open because it's silly and fun. And all the pictures, all the kids will just be memorized by them. And also, it's full of um, bright colors for them and fun characters. Well, I definitely have to get this book a read. Maybe go to Barnes and Noble and get it. You're listening. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I keep it Blakesley, and today, oh, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I keep it Blakesley, and I'm talking with Morgan on a bucket of blessings and how the drawings are so beautiful, and as there's so many fun and silly characters in this book that all the kids like. Now, what would you say about your favorite part in this book? Like, what did you enjoy most? Um. What I enjoyed most was probably the storyline. I liked the storyline. And why is that? What did you enjoy most about the storyline? Well, because a lot of people, like I said, don't have homes where they can just turn on a faucet. Boom, there's water for them because they don't have comfy homes like we do. They don't have electricity or that. But I, I also liked that it gave a message that anybody, any problem could be solved if you put your heart and your head into the results, and it will always be progressive. Hmm. So you will, and there's always a ray of hope. Even if there, you might see that there's no ray, there's nothing that can be done for it, you will find, you will always find a ray of hope. 
It's not how hard you fall, it's how fast you get right back up. Yes. That's a great moral to teach kids. Now, what would you, um, if this was a film, how many stars would you give it? Well, I would give it five out of five stars, but since it's a book, I give it five out of five golden bookmarks. Golden bookmarks. I like that. I gotta use them. Plus another five of silver bookmarks. Silver bookmarks. Well, if they gotta sell these one these days, it'd be Morgan's golden bookmarks. <laughs> now, do you feel like this book would be... On every shelf of kids, like you think a lot of kids will enjoy reading it, not just be read to? I think they will enjoy reading it. Would you say it's kind of like a timeless book? Pardon? Would you say it's like timeless, like maybe Dr. Seuss or that? I guess. But, but I think they should put it in schools. Because it teaches them all of that. And also, like I said, a lot of people don't have comfy homes like we do. Yeah. And they just keep mm -hmm. turning across it. So. Well, if you can change anything about this book, um, what would you change? Or if you would change anything? I wouldn't change anything. It's... Well, but I think, I think maybe they should add a little more words. Not make it just a picture book? Yeah, it's like a picture book, but it uh, it needs a little more words. Well, speaking of the words in this book, how do you think they are? Like, what would you enjoy about the dialogue, I guess? So I like the dialogue a lot because it was kind of quick and easy. Quick and easy? It is. I mean, yeah. Mm. What would you say... Sorry, um, a minute. Okay. What would you say about... What can we buy this book? Do you... What do you mean, Kiefer? What can we, get, what can we buy this book? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Well, thank you, Morgan, for, for telling me about Bucket of Blessings. It's been nice talking to you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and thank you for giving me your time. You're welcome. This book is in, like, local Barnes & Noble's or your bookstore, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Keith Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Thank you very much, Kiefer. So, I did a bit of research about Godzilla, and the storyline is very intriguing. Can you tell us about it, please? Well, Japanese monster Godzilla is back in action. He is now terrorizing, well, he is now pretty much the hero in this film, stopping um, these new monsters, which are now um, coming together to lay their eggs so they can well, reproduce. But while along the way, we meet characters such as um, Ford Brody, who is the son of Dr. Um, Joe, Joe Brody, played by Brian Cran um, Cranston. And it's pretty much their journey of trying to defeat the monsters and stop them from reproducing the little baby monsters. And it's a uh, high action, a lot of great special effects, and it's pretty much a good American Godzilla film. So, it sounds very, very exciting, and I'm very having mixed feelings about it, because a lot of people are saying it's way overdone, they should just stop making sequels, because the last sequels were horrible, and they should stop them. Others say this is a great reboot, this is a start to a new era. What do you say? Well, I will agree with them. I was really not into the trailer. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, well, we haven't got to the film. But I'm happy to say that it's both good, but not the best. I mean, at least America made a good Godzilla film instead of the 1999 version with Matt Broderick. I did not particularly enjoy that one. This one's actually a lot better, but again, there is that sort of predictable, I would say, I like to say corny side to it, but that's Godzilla. I mean, it's pretty much, it brings back to that kind of but it's still very enjoyable. Interesting. I'm getting more and more wanting to see this film now. So, Godzilla, in the last 60 years he exists in Japan and in USA and all the other countries around the world, he's been represented as a hero, a universal warrior, a villain, just this guy destroying cities. <laughs> what type of person, what type of monster, I should say, is he in this film? He's pretty much the hero, and what I do like about Godzilla is they. I love the design. They brought back the original design of Godzilla. When we first see him, he looks absolutely amazing. It's in fact one of the most the best. It's actually the best openings I've seen him in a while because it's him behind him is a is fire and destruction, and then we see him for the first time and he does that classic Godzilla roar. I mean, they played the cards right of how they get Godzilla, but again. It's, we have to spend time with characters and story, and the namesake is Godzilla, but we spend more time on the people. So, oh, but yeah, Godzilla is a hero in this case. So that brings me to my next question. I also saw, I also heard from people saying that they definitely concentrating on the acting, which is also not that good, some people say, more than Godzilla. Is that true? I would say that the acting is dry. Ryan Cranston, who's in Breaking Bad, one of my favorite shows, I love him. He's he's acting his heart out. He's trying so hard to create a character, and he's got to be one of the most interesting characters. But sadly, he's not in there a lot for reasons to be told once you see the film. And then we like we leave it to his son, Ford Brody, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, which 
I know a lot of actors try to act. I mean, they're, they're acting hard at trying to give a good performance. I didn't find that interesting, sadly. I mean, he's one of those sort of predictable, pretty boys trying to keep the family safe, soldiers. And, I don't know, I didn't particularly enjoy his character. I, I, do, like Aaron, I do like Aaron Johnson, but he just wasn't those characters I really enjoyed. I actually felt bad for Godzilla more. It's sad to say, but I actually felt for him like, oh, no. Godzilla, please survive this. I really felt for the for the monster, but or should I say beast, whatever you want to call them? But it's still the characters do range from good to bad. And I also saw that it was kind of based way before in the Godzilla timeline of movies, way before the original Godzilla nineteen sixties. So it's supposed to be kind of like a prequel to all the original movies. Did that make any sense to you when you watched the film? Did you think, man, they should not have done that? It's not a prequel. I will say that. It's actually after all that, after the Japanese saw it, after all this. And it's pretty much its own little thing. I mean, we know Godzilla. We, everyone knows about it. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people know about it. But it's, not, it's actually its own story. It really isn't a prequel or even a sequel. It's just another Godzilla film, which I was, I was okay with. I mean, I, I'm glad that they did make it. I'm glad what they did do. There are good parts, while there is some lacking elements to this film. But, yeah, I, I found it very interesting. But let's take a break. I'm sorry. Messed up there. Let me give you a few seconds. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Keeper Blakesley. And, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. And we're talking, me and Jerry have been talking about Godzilla and how it's, it's a good film. It's lacking some elements, and take it away, Jerry. Well, we're yeah, we're just talking about how some people are saying it's supposed to be a prequel to the original, but it really didn't turn out that way. And I also read that the director really didn't try to make this film perfect. It was more of a test film to see if fans were still interested in Godzilla, since Godzilla is rather old, almost 60 years old. So, do you think that the director should make a sequel, or do you think he tried and just leave it? Well, I do like they tried to make a test film, make sure that they were at least um, fans of them. And they are fans of Godzilla. However, I feel like if you're going to make a film, put all of it in there. Put all your effort in there. Don't try to be like, you know what, I'm not going to put all my effort in there. That's, that's, I don't like that. I like, I, I want a film, uh, director who wants to put us all in, because he should I feel like you should do research. If you don't, if, if you feel like, oh, we shouldn't make this film because none of Godzilla fans, go out, do some research, make sure there's these Godzilla fans, because there are. I is a, I, I was a fan of Godzilla. I did like watching some of the movies. I'm not a diehard fan, so maybe that's why I like this one a little better. But I felt like if they do make a sequel, give it all, give it all. And I would like to see some of them. I would like to see Mecha Godzilla. I would love to see um, King. Um, I think that's his name. It's been a while since I've seen the older films, but the monster films like this are are essential part of film. They're cult films. It's it. I like how they adapted to a Japanese man in a suit crushing buildings to huge CGI beasts. So if they make a sequel, I'm all for it. I just hope that they put the all in this time. I do agree with you. I really do want to see Mech Godzilla and Giant Moth and Space Godzilla and all of those in modern CGI day. And I think it would be fantastic to see what America does with that. Yeah. Maybe America would just do something horrible. Japan will laugh at us. But it's a good thing to try. And I honestly have to know, did you have a favorite scene or a favorite moment? I did. Actually, this is funny. When I saw the movie there, this is both my favorite because of my reaction to it. The first time we see Godzilla, as I explained, he's, he looks amazing, he does a signature roar, he looks fantastic, and you think, okay, here's the big here's the first battle we're gonna see. It cuts to Akira's, um, um, Aaron's son, um, in San Francisco, watching on the news, and we don't see the battle. We only see if Godzilla throwing him off into the beach. I'm like, what? What? We didn't see the battle, but that's because I, and that's my favorite scene because I laugh because my reaction, but if I had to pick my favorite scene, that was really my favorite scene, is when we see Godzilla's signature nuclear breath. I mean, we we want to see Godzilla 
his signature moves. And we see him slash Claude's four abilities. But once we see his tail light up, fans know what's going to happen. And when we see that blue nuclear blast, it's... I, everyone in the audience actually cheered because it's like, yes, they did it! After years, we want to see that we finally saw him do his signature move after all these years. And it was it was a fan moment. And that's what's great about the fan community. It's just like how how much we get kicked out of something as simple as fire-breathing um, monsters. And I completely do agree. If I ever saw this, well, I definitely will see this movie. But I cannot wait until I see that nuclear radi- radiation blast. Because all... Like, all monsters like that have fire, have acid. Not one has a nuclear... None of them have a nuclear thing in their belly and can breathe nuclear gas that can destroy pretty much everything. So they definitely created Godzilla to be a unique creature. Do you have a favorite move that Godzilla did? Because I know he has quite a lot of moves. How he uses his tail. Because he uses his tail like a bat. And he, and when a monster charges in, charges at him, he uses this as a bat, and it hits the monster into a building and just completely demolishes it. And if I had to give it stars, I would give it three out of four, three out of five stars because again, it can be predictable and corny. But when you think about it, that's Godzilla. It's not entirely the most serious film, but I do like the elements in this film that do they do provide. I would give it about. 11 for 18 year olds because there is the monsters can't be a living intimidating for younger audiences so I did very much enjoy this film but I'm sorry I feel like we, I believe we ran out of time thank you so much Jerry for letting me talk about Godzilla it was a, definitely a treat thank you so much for answering all my questions I'm definitely going to see this film after this is done check it out it's actually not that bad it's in theaters now let's take a break I'm Keith Blakesley and you're listening to Voice America Kids If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to 
Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope-Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the film, Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure. So right now, we're speaking with Haley about Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure. Thank you for joining us today, Haley. Can you please tell us about this film? Sure. This movie is about when Sophia, Grace, and Rosie are sent on a special assignment to meet the princesses of Switzerlandia to see which one will be crowned queen. However, they lose their guardian and end up being mistaken as the king's great-grandnieces. And when they meet Princess Abigail, they try to teach her how to become queen because her other sisters are too selfish and they don't deserve it. At least they have their secret weapon, a magic talking duck. Oh, I've always wanted a duck. My my friend has a duck, but I want a duck. I I actually want a magic duck. So, <laughs> I since you are eleven and you are from LA, because that that just influences you. That influences you. How did you like this film? Because it is geared toward younger children. I like this film because it's a princess movie and it's really funny. My favorite part is when the guardian Phyllis Bunt gets. Thrown in jail because her identity gets stolen, and the only way she can get out is if she reveals her true identity, which really was Phyllis Bunt. So she made up a name named Compos- Dynasty Composition, and after all of that, the officer still wouldn't let her out. So she jumped on the officer, tied her up, and duct taped her mouth shut. It was hilarious. Wow. That's complicated. <laughs> yeah, if I had to change my name, I think I would change it to Paige because that's just a beautiful name. <laughs> I just I just wanted to say that. So, what about the wardrobe? Because I mean, I mean these these characters. I mean, there are princesses, and there's a guard, obviously, for a jail, and and there's people in jail. So, how about the wardrobe? Because there's a lot of different characters. Well, most of the wardrobe was dresses and dresses and dresses because all through the kingdom, all the ladies were wearing dresses, dresses, and none of them were really wearing pants. They were just big, giant, poofy, sparkly dresses. And when Sophia, Grace, and Rosie were teaching Abigail how to become queen, she wore this comic outfit that looked like a superhero to all the dinners, and she was just out of place. Yeah, wow. I mean, when you're a princess, well, not when you're a princess, but when in the times of princesses and in the times of, I mean, ball gowns and, and gowns and dresses and beautiful things that everyone wore, it's, uh, girls rarely wore pants. And so I would love to see how they portrayed that and how they, and how they got used to just seeing gowns and dresses and, and everything that's associated with princesses. Is there any humor or comedy in this film? There is a ton of comedy because throughout the movie, Sophia, Grace, and Rosie go on a royal adventure, obviously, and they meet some really funny people, and it's just a lot of chaos. (laughs) What is the funniest part? The funniest part is, like I said, um, when Phyllis Bunn gets thrown in jail, and also when... Um, Sophia, Grace, and Rosie, and the princess they met, Princess Abigail, get thrown in the dungeon, and they don't know how to get out. And then after Rosie makes the wish on the magic duck, she wishes that they were back in the dungeon to um, figure out another way to get out, when she could have just wished Abigail to become a queen. So it was just a big moment of happiness. (laughs) And it's like wishing for something when you're when it's like no you couldn't wish for this but i bet it all works out and it it all is happy goodness (laughs) so Haley, who's your favorite character because you did talk about i mean their guy their guider i i should say and then and then sophia grace and rosie and and the princess so really quick who's your favorite character my favorite character is Princess Cordelia, played by Emma Pearson, because she has a really squeaky voice, and she wasn't that bright. It was silly. She kept bumping into stuff, and she kept saying the wrong things, and it was just hilarious. 
<laughs> I love the way you described her. She, she, she had a very squeaky voice, and she wasn't really bright. You see, you're very bright. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films, Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure. So right now, let's continue speaking with Haley about Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure. And we were just speaking about her favorite character and how she is very elegant and nice and funny. Well, that's what I picked up. <laughs> how about the villain? Because it does sound like it has a villain. The villains are Princess Abigail's sisters. They want... And they would do anything to become queen. They would even throw their own sister in the dungeon so they could be crowned queen. How rude is that? She's <laughs> family. Yeah, I sometimes people don't don't treat their family the way they should. I mean, brothers treat sisters like, oh, you can't do this, and and then they just say, well, it's just a sibling thing. It's like, no, you treat her like you should treat her like she's family, like. She's family, so I totally understand. And it sounds like it's like a mini Cinderella because her stepsisters were very, very evil to her. Are there any morals or messages in this film? I think the moral of the story is if you believe in something, it can happen. Because Princess Abigail was just like... A girl who loved to have fun and was always in a superhero costume. And then when she believed in herself, she actually became queen. Wow. See, I feel like everyone should know that. Everyone should know that if you want to do something or or you have a passion to do something, that you can do it. Because so many people say, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and they give up. And they don't know how close they are to getting what they want. So that is a very good message. If you could give me one word that sums up this entire film, or, I mean, some people like to give two, but if you could give me one word that sums up this entire film that first comes to your head, what would it be? Fabulous. <laughs> and why do you give it fabulous? I think it's fabulous because, like you said, it reminds me of a Cinderella fairy tale, but with a little bit more pizzazz. You know? Pizzazz. <laughs> I think that's my new favorite word because of you, pizzazz. <laughs> How many stars do you give this film? I give this film a four out of five dazzling stars. And hey, doesn't every little girl want to be a princess at some point? Yes, I still do. I still want to be a princess. <laughs> And why do you give it four out of five stars? I give it a four out of five stars because it's just a great movie. I like it. It has a great moral, great comedy. It's really fun and everything. I like it. Okay. Okay. What would this film have to have for you to give it a five? Well, I think a little bit more... Um, Maybe, well, I don't know, but I just give it a four out of five dazzling stars. It wasn't like, it was it was a good movie, but it wasn't like a great movie. Ah, that gut feeling, that, that it wasn't awesome-tastic, it wasn't like Frozen then. Yeah, it wasn't like Frozen <laughs> Because Frozen was awesome amazing. <laughs> what is the age range you give this film? I give this film a five, wait, wait, I rate this movie a five, ages five to twelve. And why that age range? Because little girls always want to be princesses, and then as you get older, you might lose that dream. Well, I never did, but <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying. Um, what genre is this? Because uh, it is an animation, and you said it was comedy. And was there anything else, or is it just animation and comedy? Or real life? Live action? It was more, it was more of um, real life and live action with yes. a little bit of animation because they had to animate the, the magic duck. Yes, that's true. Sorry, <laughs> I got mixed up. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Haley, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Sophia Grace and Rosie's Royal Adventure. It's available on DVD and Blu-ray, so please check it out. And please look for our reviews on Huffington Post. We're in the teen section, and our blog is called Kids First, so also check that out. Thanks so much for joining with us today. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases, and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hofiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers.